family. Good to be with you today. Um, it's that time of the week again where we share the word of the Lord. I greet you all. I greet those who are watching us from different regions of Namibia and um, other parts of the world. Thank you for taking the time out to hear what the Lord has to share with us. And I believe that the Lord is speaking to us um, week by week. We are hearing so many good testimonies uh, coming from, from different people as they respond to, the, to this word that is being shared. Um, yeah, I've, I've been busy this, this last couple of months just speaking on sonship. I, I, I have such a desire to, to go into, into the kingly dimension of the church, but uh, somehow the Holy Spirit just doesn't allow me to go there and keeps pulling me back to this message on the principles of effective sonship. So I gather that the Holy Spirit wants us all to understand how we can live out our sonship effectively, see the results from living as a son. And, and as we apply these principles into our lives, we will see the fruit. I, I can say that with 100% conviction because these principles are at work within my own life. And I did not know that, they were, they, that these principles were at work. It, I just woke up one morning and the Holy Spirit began to share these principles with me. And He wanted me to share it with the rest of the family. So, I, I, as, as He shared that with me, I began to see that these things were already working within my own life and that the Holy Spirit has built them into my life and that's why I see results and especially in the area of provision, um, financial provision, always seeing breakthroughs. Um, for me a, a breakthrough is, is no longer, you know, you, you're in a tight spot and, and, and you've been trusting the Lord now and you pray all night and say, Lord, come through, and so on. And then that breakthrough is like a, a special, something special within your, in my life that happened. No, these things happen now normally. They are just part um, of, of my life. And it just happens from week to week, month to month. It's just, it's just there. And, and there's no sweat to it. It's just just because the principles are at work within my life. So I really wanna, I really would encourage you to, to take this message, to listen to it, to build it into your life and to practice it. And uh, so that's my encouragement to you. I last week, I spoke to you about the principle of being led by the spirit. And now our first, obviously our first um, the principle that I shared with you is the default setting that you are a son and that the doctrine of sonship which installs into you the, the mind of a son, how you should think, how you should operate, it becomes your natural response that when you are faced with challenges you automatically respond to it as a son. Why? Because you have the mind of a son. Uh, you have developed that ethos of a son where you respond to things in a way that that is that is um, what's the word it is it is related to your sonship and as you respond in that way you see a fruit and a result but sometimes it's not always just about responding as a son or taking a stance as a son sometimes you have to be led by the spirit which is another principle of effective sonship. I, I think I can't over overemphasize um, the, how important this, this principle of being led by the Spirit. There are people, there are people who will listen to messages but and you may they will have the doctrine of sonship, but they will not allow the Holy Spirit to lead them in their daily lives. And to be led by the Spirit 
as the, as the Holy Spirit led us last week, Sunday, was that if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you have to know how to surrender to His voice. And I think many times we, as sons of God, don't surrender to His voice. We don't yield to His voice. There are so many things that the Holy Spirit is saying to us or that we feel that He's saying and we feel certain things, but we don't want to do it. You feel you have to give up, um, you know, a certain desire or things that you like and that keeps you away from God. And then you can feel it, but you just shut, shut your ears and you push it away. You don't want to listen. But as you do that, what you are doing is you are, you are busy silencing the voice of the Holy Spirit. You're busy quenching Him, His work within your life, His voice. You are quenching, you are putting it out. And soon you will come to a place where He doesn't speak to you anymore because you are not interested in listening and it doesn't help to say anything to you anyway because you will not yield to that voice. It doesn't help that He will guide you because you will not take His guidance and do it. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's, it's very important that you are led by the Spirit. It is how you get breakthroughs. If, if the Holy Spirit does not lead you, if God does not speak to you in the moment that you find yourself where you need God to come through for you, you will not get the results that you want. The Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3, it says, He that ministers uh, in the Spirit and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So what that basically is saying, to operate in the Spirit and to see those breakthroughs that you want, um, God come through and just living in a supernatural provision that is just always there, it, it, it comes because you are hearing God speak to you. If you are not hearing God speak to you, then sometimes you will not find yourself, um, you will find yourself within that situation and you will stay there. You are like Moses um, and the Israelites, they are between the Red Sea and the pillar of fire and the Egyptians. You are in this tight spot. But unless God, unless you can hear God say, walk and stretch out your rod to the sea and split it. You will stay between the Red Sea and the Egyptians in that tight place. So it's very important to hear God speak to you and to really, to really hear His voice, you must surrender. You must surrender to Him. You must surrender to, um, to His guidance. He the, 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 the Bible says we are led by the Spirit. That means I have to follow and He has to lead. And I must stop leading my own life. I must give up my life and stop being the, 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 the main man of my life and allow the Holy Spirit to guide me into the things that He has for me. And I, I think sometimes we don't want to um, be led by the Holy Spirit because we have this idea of what we want our life to be and we are unwilling to give it up to follow the the um, the leading of the holy spirit and the things that he is lead, leading us into because it looks very difficult but i can tell you your latter days shall be better than your former days if you will follow him if you will obey him and to obey the holy spirit it requires death Perhaps we can read a scripture on that. Uh, let's go to, if we go to the book of uh, Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Verses 8. Philippians chapter 2 and verses 8. It says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself um, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is, a, which is above every other name. So this obviously is speaking about Jesus Christ and that his obedience led to his death. He obeyed even to the point of death. 
Now, our obedience to the Holy Spirit will lead us to the death of ourselves. It is how we die to ourselves. Jesus said, if any man will follow me, he must deny himself. He must pick up his cross. And that's how he follows me. If you are going to be his disciple, that means unless you are willing to deny yourself and pick up your cross, you will not be discipled by the Lord. That is not because he does not want to disciple you. It just means that you are not allowing yourself to be discipled by him. And, and if, and Jesus makes it very clear here, uh, I'm not going to water this thing down. I'm just going to say it straight like it is. If you, do not, if you do not want to deny yourself, if you do not want to pick up your cross so that you can follow him, you are not being discipled by the Lord. You are being discipled by your desires. You are being discipled by somebody else out there in the world. You're following their opinions and their ideas and their philosophies and the clever, intelligent things that they have to say. Or you're being discipled by whatever that is out there. Your flesh, um, you're following these things, but you are not being discipled by the Lord. He says, if any man will be my disciple, he must deny himself. He must pick up his cross and he must follow me. Now, let me tell you that many times to obey this word, it requires that you have to deny yourself and that you have to pick up your cross and that you have to obey his will because the scriptures define his will for us. Um, that's why when the Bible says, the, the teachers in the book of Peter about how you should suffer, it says, if you suffer according to the will of God, that means how God has taught you how you should suffer, how you should endure sufferings. And when you do that, what happens is that God comes through for you and there's a death that takes place in you, but there's an increase of the life of God inside of you. Now, again, to, to do these things, especially I find these principles especially true in the area of our finances. Many times the reason why people can't break through in their finances is because that which God is teaching them and leading them into, it requires death to yourself. It requires for you to place yourself last and, and so that you can pick up your cross and follow him into the principle that he has just shared with you. So these things really require death, death, death to yourself. Um, I, uh, for example, I, I, I use this example so many times because it's a good example. Um, if you have uh, an account um, that you need to pay at a furniture shop, the uh, Bears or wherever, a uh, home corp, and that money that you have, and say that, uh, that, that, that account that you must pay monthly is a thousand Namibian dollars, and at that moment all you have is a thousand Namibian dollars, and you need to eat. What are you going to do? Are you going to take that money and eat? Or are you going to take the money and pay the account? Now, to, now biblically speaking, you have to pay the account. Because that money does not belong to you. It belongs to Home Corp or to wherever you must pay. If you don't pay them what, and you use that money to, to, go and, to go and buy yourself some food, um, you are doing something that's wrong. It's in error. Now to obey that, it means you have to deny yourself and you have to pick up your cross and you have to follow him and do the will of God. And I can, I can say these things to you because I've practiced it many times. I've done it many times and I've been in those tight spots and therefore what I'm telling you is not, it's not something that I haven't done. It's something that I have done. Uh, many times I've been in, in positions like that where if I did what was right, I probably would put myself at a loss. But when I did it, God came through for me and I never came at a loss. It's, it just looks like that at that moment in time that where will you get it? How will it happen? How will God come through for you? But when you do it right, God comes through. <clears throat> now the point here is that many times we have not made the decision that we are going to follow him. That I put myself last. But we and our desires are so, so important to us. 
that that God comes God comes last and you the self is first and so when we it's more important as long as God is speaking according to the things that we desire and that we want, then we listen. But as, but as soon as there comes things that go against the things that we desire, then we don't want to listen to it. Then we become first and God becomes last. And the real sign that God is first is not when he's always talking things about what you desire, but he's, when he talks things and he's leading you and guiding you into things that is not necessarily um, what you would like. And, and uh, I don't know, today I'm, being, I'm starting off very different today. But so many times, uh, so many times we do these things. And I don't know why we do it. Oh, actually, let me say, I, I think I know why. It is very simple. We just have not laid down our lives. We are still more important than what God wants in our life. And we have this, this idea that, that, that whatever He is telling us is not good for us. And I tell you that the, the only person that really knows what is good for you is God, your Father. You are His Son. He knows exactly what is good for you. He knows exactly what you are able to do. And, and so... I, I, I say this again, you need to deny yourself and pick up your cross. So whenever God leads, there will always be this, this thing that I have to deny myself, pick up my cross and follow. He leads, I follow. But to follow, I must deny. I must pick up my cross and I must follow Him into the things that He is saying. Um, as we do that, the more we do that, the more, the more the self dies, the more you will stop reasoning with God, the more you will stop complaining to God, the more you will stop the, the, these logical uh, questions and, 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 and arguments that we try to make against the things that He is telling us to do. The, you, you silence the voice of reason by obedience. When you obey, when you obey, the more you obey, the more you consistently obey the Holy Spirit, especially in moments when He tells you to do things that you are not necessarily um, interested in doing or have perhaps no desire or perhaps is difficult to do. When you obey, what's happening is slowly but surely the self is dying. And when self dies, what happens is that, that the voice of reason, of logic, um, it just begins to be, it, it gets silenced. And the voice of God becomes clearer to you. And but many times we, we struggle to know, is this God? Is this not God? Is this God? Is it not Him? Is this the Holy Spirit? Is it not the Holy Spirit? The reason we have that is because we sometimes feel we hear something, but as we are hearing it, what happens to us is that there's this other voice. But if I do this, how will that happen? If I follow, if this is God, but what will people say? Um, what will they think? Or, um, you know, where will I get the money? Or... If I do that, no, it's unfair. How can, how can I, how can I uh, submit myself? And, um, you know, it's difficult. And why must I deny myself? All these things that come in and, and then you don't know, is it God? Is it not God? We are so confused because the, 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 the voice of reasoning has not been silenced by your obedience to God. And that's why one of the first places God comes to silence your, your voice of reasoning and logic sometimes is simply by teaching you the word and then requiring your obedience. Now, if you can't obey even just what the scriptures is saying, how do you think that you will obey simply when he speaks, when there's an impression, when you feel the leading of the Holy Spirit? How are you going to obey? Because you so you practice you practice doing what you want. When it comes, especially when it comes to what the Word of God teaches you. The Word of God teaches you that you must, that you must, that you must not neglect the gathering together of the saints. But 
you practice you practice not gathering with the saints you you do you go when you want you come when you want so what happens is that you are not you are not practicing death to yourself you're not denying yourself uh, these these uh, what's these you know questions or not questions but these are statements or or things answers that we give sometimes when you ask someone uh, why why are you late or why do you, why didn't you come no the weather you know um, the weather was not nice or the weather it was very cold so i stayed at home um, i can tell you you know all you're doing is, is you're obeying your flesh you're obeying your soulish desires you are not being obedient to the word of god the word of god says gather it doesn't say if the weather is nice you should gather it says you must gather and if you can't even do that simple obedience how do you expect and want this that the holy spirit must lead you you look at other people who are led by the spirit and you see how it works and you say god why don't you do that within my own life the answer is very simple you don't want to deny yourself it's very simple you don't want to pick up your cross it's very simple you gave your life to christ so that he can do so that he can only do the good things for you you did not surrender your life to christ christ is just your savior but he has not become your lord he needs to be your lord that means he you have to give him the right you have to surrender give up surrender your will <clears throat> excuse me you have to surrender your will to him and do his will so it's very very simple many of the spiritual problems that you have is very simple it's just that you are living for yourself satisfying your flesh and your soulish desires and you are not being obedient to the holy spirit and to his scriptures if you can't even take these scriptures the the things that are taught in the word of god and obey them uh, while, even while you are even while you don't want to do them then how how are you going to follow the holy spirit when he tells you to do something you are not going to follow him because you have practiced you deny the lord and it's almost as if you want him to pick up his cross and endure you and endure your situations and your bad behavior so that that's that's what we do and i uh, i need to say this i i didn't plan to say this at all but let me just say that to you uh, let me just tell you very straight and um, without going or beating around the bush deny yourself pick up your cross the things that you are taught in the word obey them practice obedience practice obedience and um, don't come with these excuses i i remember in the beginning when i gave my heart to the lord i i um probably i i i lived in town and and the and going to church was in a in a in a residential area and it was quite far away and i used to i was a tennis coach at that time and i used to work until sometimes at 7 half past 7 uh, in the evening and in winter times here just before 6 it's dark already so i'm standing in the cold wind and the wind is blowing and i've been working now for 7 hours straight and and here at half past 7 is going to be church gatherings and the church gathering is in the residential area that's far and i'm on the other side of our town and there's um and and naraval is just all the way on the other side and getting there and so i had no car at that time but when we gathered i was there so the minute i finished at half past 7 i took my bag my kit and i jogged into town and as i jogged into town and from there it took me 10 minutes i jogged straight got in just bought myself some food got into the taxi went straight with my tennis clothes all the way to the meeting the weather didn't stop me from coming to the meeting and the more we practice things like that where our flesh doesn't tell us what we should do and how we should do it 
And the more we just do simply what the scriptures say, I guarantee you the voice of reasoning will shut its mouth. It will stop, you will stop reasoning when God tells you to do things. You'll stop reasoning with the scriptures uh, you, because you simply practice obedience. Obedience leads to the death of yourself. And this, and this is the very reason why so few people in Christ obey Him. Because it requires death to yourself. You need to die. Um, you, you know, if you want to become obedient, then you need to know that you need to die to yourself. Stop putting yourself and your situations and your problems and giving all the good reasons why you can't do certain things. Stop giving those reasons. Just do what the scripture says. And watch. Um, I, 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 let me read a scripture. Let me read a scripture. I'm really going now somewhere that I have not planned at all to go, but let's go there. Mark chapter, I think it's Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. <clears throat> Verses 13. Verses 13, Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Now, this is a chapter where Jesus is talking about traditions of men and commandments of God. And he talks and he's telling them that you have created traditions that come from men and then you have created and then there are the commandments that come from God. And it's very simple here in verses 13. It says, you make the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have delivered, and many such like things you do. So many times the word of God has no effect upon your life because you have cancelled it through your tradition. And, and so many times we know certain things. If you ask certain people, you know, say for example about tithing, they know about tithing, they can tell you it. But it never works for them. Why? Because they don't do it. Why? Because they have cancelled it through their human reasoning. And, and in doing that, you have made that the word of God does not affect your life. If you go into this chapter, it talks about honoring your father and your mother. Jesus said, Moses said unto you, honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you. And then, and then, but then Jesus says, but you say, and then, he's, and then he gives this whole explanation, you know, of saying, for example, um, but you say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is Corban, that is to say, a gift by whatsoever you might be profited by me, you shall be free. So what do you do? God said, honor. Honor your father and your mother. You say, oh, you know, if I can, whatever I do, you know, you know if it fits me, if, if I feel okay, if I feel like doing it, you know, that type of thing. Um, you, you look for a way to, to cancel. Cancel your obedience to the word of God. So you make up things. You, it, it, and and it's, so, it's, so, uh, it's so subtle. The way we sometimes come up with these little statements that we make. That, 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 that satisfy our position. So that we do not have to obey what the word of God says. The word of God says honor. Stop coming up with the things that you say. Because God says honor your father and your mother. Right? God says do not neglect the gathering together of the saints. Stop saying what you say. It's simply what God has said. Right? If, if the Bible says submit, stop saying what you say. Just submit. Um, these, these things, these are things that we do every day of our lives. And we wonder why we don't see fruit. Because we do not want to obey. We do not want to set ourselves last, least. Jesus said, he that will lose his life shall find it. But he that will, he that will try to save his life shall lose it. And so we don't come across that every day we're busy actually losing our lives. We are not saving it, right? We are not really finding our lives 
because we're always trying to um, uh, come up with these reasonings, reasonings why not. And, and, and this, this chapter is a very good example. God says, but you say. God says this, but you say this. God says, love your enemies, but you give a good reason why you can't love your enemies. God says, pray for them that persecute you. You give a very good reason why you can't pray for them. God says, God says, bless them that speak evil about you. You give a very good reason why you can't bless those that speak bad about you. God says, submit. You will give a very good reason why you can't submit to, to your leaders. God will say, submit to your leaders. You will give a very intellectual answer why you don't need to submit to your leaders. You will, you will even use scripture to back up what you are saying. God will, God will tell you, gather together, you will give a very good reason why you cannot, why you cannot gather. What, you know, based upon feelings, emotions, circumstances, all these type of things. We give very good reasons. And let me tell you, that, and that, and sometimes we teach that to others. And when you do that, that is what is becomes, that that teaching that you give to others is becoming a tradition. It is a tradition. It's your tradition. It's not God's tradition. And so sometimes we think traditions are just, you know, um, the, these things that we see in some of the religions, the things that they practice, burning, you know, uh, incense and smoke and wearing certain types of clothing and things like that. And we call it, those are traditions. Well, those might be traditions and perhaps traditions of men. But these are subtle traditions, subtle little things we say to cancel obedience, to cancel obedience to God. And we wonder why the Holy Spirit does not lead us. We wonder why He does not speak to us in the way that, that he, will, he will guide you to do something and you will see the result. I'm telling you to hear God's voice is responsibility. To hear Him say something to you, it takes responsibility. You have to take responsibility for what God says. If God says do it, you must do it. And um, you, we just need to stop those things. Stop, stop giving all the you says and just do what God says says in his word. But I tell you, we come up with such clever things. And using scripture does not necessarily mean that you are correct. Even the devil used scripture when he spoke to Jesus in the wilderness. Said, jump, jump off from this, uh, from this pinnacle and, um, and you know it is written that he shall give charge of his angels and they shall bear you up on your hands lest you should dash your foot against the stone and uh, using scripture to to manipulate the situation and we use the scriptures you must remember this what i'm telling you today if you use the scriptures so that you do not have to do something that is difficult for you be very careful because you are busy busy with a, a deception you are busy with saying things that are not in agreement with God's word because we create these things, especially when we do not want to do something that the word of God requires us to do. And we need sight in these areas because we do it every week we do these things. Um, if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, I'm coming back to this point I have taken up so much time now of speaking just on this point. Um, I'm telling you, if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit and you want to see the fruit in your sonship and living as a son of God, you are going to have to learn how to deny yourself. You're going to have to learn how to practice obedience even when you don't feel like it. We... You know, the world that we live in today, everybody does what he feels. What he feels. You know, I don't feel like doing it. Why must I go? All these um, silly excuses that we make just because we don't want to. 
And this is what Jesus is saying. Moses said, honor your father. But you don't want to honor your father and your mother. You're looking for a way out. And it's difficult for you to honor your father and your mother. So you're creating something. So you create a good reason why you shouldn't do it. And why you can do it whenever you want to. And uh, I, 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 don't know, I don't know what I can say to you. But I can sense that that's what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Stop reasoning with the scriptures. Obey. And I guarantee you that the obedience is the best thing you can do for yourself. Obey God. Stop, stop with your you says, I say, and this reason and that reason. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just obey Him. Obey Him and the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will lead you. Right. So, um, let, me, let me move on here and, 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 and speak. I can feel that I have said that now enough. And I believe that you have gotten the message. The reason why your spiritual life is struggling and there's no life is because of the constant disobedience that you practice every day to satisfy yourself. Um, obey God. Right. So, um, so, I said to you that to be effective as a son of God, you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit leads you directly every day in your life. Um, if you are practicing obedience, His voice is always available to you because you are an obedient son. Now, when you, when you, when you are led by the Holy Spirit, He's the one who leads you in your personal life, you know, should you take this contract, should you not have this contract, um, should you build this relationship, should you go, must you, must you take this job opportunity, um, you know, what is, you, 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 you're struggling with certain things, you ask the Holy Spirit, um, how should I deal with the situation, and He speaks to you, and then you do it. Uh, that voice of the Holy Spirit is readily available to you if you are one who is practicing obedience. So, but the Holy Spirit leads you personally. But then, as, a, as we, we all individually are sons, but there is also the corporate son, the church of Jesus Christ. Now, we need to understand how the Holy Spirit leads the church corporately. He leads the church corporately. And how does He do that? He does that through a sent one, through the preacher, the one that He sends to deliver the message that the Holy Spirit gave to that sent one or preacher, the message that he gave to him, he becomes the means by which the Holy Spirit speaks to a corporate company, uh, the church. And, and so uh, we, we need both. We need to know how to be led by the Holy Spirit through a preacher, and we need to know how to be led by the Holy Spirit personally and directly in my daily life. And I've spoken about that one already. But now I want to go to the one that it is important for you to be led by the Holy Spirit through a preacher as well. And when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit always employs the preacher, the sent one, to speak to us. If you want to know what God is saying to us, not just to you, what God is saying to the church, what God is saying to your local church or to your, to, to your family that you belong to. If you want to know what God is saying, you have to hear what the sent one is saying or the preacher is saying or the father, the spiritual father of that family or the senior elder of a certain family, a local church. What is he saying to us? Whatever He is saying to us is what the Holy Spirit is saying to all of us. And, uh, and, and this is where it requires that, uh, again, it requires that certain things should die within yourself so that you are able to hear what God is saying to you and to us through a preacher. And let me go to the book of Revelation Revelations chapter 1. 
and verses uh, 19. So the book of Revelations is the revelation of Jesus Christ unto John the Apostle uh, that he had to now communicate unto the churches. And we read here that in verses 19, in Revelations 1 verses 19, uh, Jesus appearing to John the Apostle and he says to him, Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which shall be here after. And so John had to write the things that he saw. And as he wrote the things that he saw, he had to send those letters to the angel of over the church in Ephesus. And we all know that there were seven churches uh, that he had to write letters unto. And these seven churches, these seven churches had angels over them. Now these angels are not um, celestial angels. They are, they are human beings. They are men um, who, who were as angels unto to the people. They spoke as angels. Uh, they were messengers. The word angel means that they were messengers. And so we have Jesus, we have John the Apostle, then we have the angels, then we have the church in Ephesus to whom he wrote unto. And so we read in verse 19 that John had to write the things that he saw, that was, that is, and that should be hereafter. And now we go to Revelations chapter 2 and verses 1. And it says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. So here John writes, he sees, he, he hears things and now he's writing. He's now writing a letter to the angel over, over the church of Ephesus, right? And so this angel then had to give the, 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 the letter and the message to, these, to the church in Ephesus. At the end of this, in verses, in verses 7 now, he says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the, not the angel is saying, not what John is writing, but what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So look at this. Jesus comes to John the Apostle. There's John the Apostle. John has to write to the angel over, over, um, over the church in Ephesus. And then as he writes and he, and he reads out that letter, what then happens is, is that everybody must now hear what the Spirit was saying to the churches. In other words, the Holy Spirit was speaking through Jesus to John. John was speaking to the angel or writing unto the angel what the Holy Spirit said to him through Jesus. And the angel was giving to the church in Ephesus what the Holy Spirit, sorry, the angel was giving to the church in Ephesus what the Holy Spirit wrote unto him through Jesus, John, and now to him. Now the churches have to hear what the Holy Spirit said through Jesus to John and through John to the angel and through the angel to the church. And now everybody has to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. That there's a methodology, a protocol that Jesus follows. When Jesus wants to speak to the church, not to you individually, when he wants to speak to us corporately. He does not speak to you individually. He comes, he employs the preacher, the sent one, those whom we have put into the position of delivering his message to the church so that everybody can hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. How are we going to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying? We have to hear what the preacher is saying and we need to have an ear that knows how to hear. So here lies a problem now. The problem is that is that when we have learned that the Holy Spirit can speak to us and that He directs us, we have a problem because now we want to listen more to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us personally than what the Holy Spirit is saying to us through the preacher. Or when we are used to listening to the preacher, 
we find it difficult to hear what perhaps what he's saying to us. There's, these things work together. If you are a son of God and you're going to be led by the Spirit, you must be led by the pre, what the Holy Spirit is saying through the preacher and you must be led by what the Holy Spirit is saying to you personally. If you don't combine these two in your life, you, you, are, you are off balance. There are people who listen more to what the Holy Spirit is saying to them personally and don't want to listen to a preacher. And then there are people who listen to the preacher but don't listen to what, don't have any communication with the Holy Spirit in their life personally. So there's an imbalance. You can't just listen to the preacher but the Holy Spirit can never lead you personally. You can't also just listen to the Holy Spirit personally and then never listen to the preacher. You must have both in your life. This is the order of God. This is the way of God. You cannot can cancel these things out. And so when we want to know what God is saying to us, to the corporate, to the corporate son, to the church of Jesus Christ, to the flock, we have to listen to the one he has employed to preach, to deliver the message. And so many times what God is saying to you personally is not what God is saying to us. Because what God is saying to us, it comes from the one who has been set over the church. And he is the way that the Holy Spirit communicates to the church. Now, when you read the book of Revelations, there are things that, come that, that, that can make you ask questions. Did not, all, did not the church in Ephesus, are they not all sons of God? Have they not all received the Holy Spirit? Does not the Holy Spirit speak to them all? Are they not all led by the Spirit? Why does the Holy Spirit have to go through all of this, this, um, this channels? First, there's Jesus, there's John the Apostle, then there's the angel, then there's the church in Ephesus, and then the churches that must hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Why? I mean, does not... Does not everybody have the Holy Spirit? Everybody that has given their life to Christ, do, not, do they not have the Holy Spirit? Yes, they do and they should. And they can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. But that does not mean that they have the right to speak to the corporate church and say what God is saying to us. And, and God leads the body, His, His corporate church, not through a saint, but through a preacher, a sent one. And listening to a sent one is very, very important. And here's a very good example. Why didn't Jesus just speak to everybody individually? Why did he have to write to John? Why didn't he just appear to every saint? Why didn't he just write to every saint? Um, um, speak to them personally, because they all have the Holy Spirit. Why didn't you just speak to them directly and say, you know what, this is what I'm saying to all of you. No, he doesn't do that because that is not the method that God has chosen to speak to the corporate. Because if we are going to operate and function and be led together as a family or as a corporate body, we have to all be hearing the same Thing. And to hear the same thing, we need one who's a sent one. And all of us are listening to this person, what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. So it becomes clear to all of us what is the intent of the Holy Spirit and what God desires from us. And then we all together obey the Holy Spirit. We're not just obeying a man. We are obeying what the Spirit is saying through the man. There's a scripture in Matthew chapter 10 where Jesus where Jesus sends out his 12 apostles and he says, when you come before men and they ask you and they persecute you and you be brought into courts and so on, do not meditate upon what you are saying, but it shall be given to you at that moment what you should say. And it will be this, not you speaking, but the spirit of your father that is speaking to you. So when a preacher is speaking, it is the spirit of our heavenly father that is speaking unto us. And now, now I'm not going to say that, that, that preachers can't miss, they can't miss it and they're perfect. They're always saying what the Holy Spirit is saying. That is not true. They can miss it. They're human beings. But I can tell you that if you have a legitimate preacher, 
one that is sent by God, one that is, did not take his position, is not a wolf, he's a genuine shepherd, sent one, father, one, a spiritual father who hears from God, he is evident in his life, he's bringing the fruit, it is clear that the Holy Spirit speaks to him. Then you need to practice listening to the Holy Spirit, what he is saying to you. Um, this is very, very important. Um, let me go to the, to the book of Ephesians here, Ephesians chapter 3. Now, I'm, I'm trying to give you the principles that make it, uh, make that your sonship becomes effective. So, in my own personal life, I am led by the Holy Spirit directly, personally. Um, he's the one who tells me to do, take that building. No, don't take that building. No, give to this person. Uh, money, give him so much money. No, don't give him money. Uh, go pray for that person. Uh, he, he's the one who leads me. Start studying this in the Bible. I want you to study this because I want to explain these things to you. He leads me. But I also am led by a sent one in my life. That is my, my father in the faith. He leads me. I listen to what he's preaching. Even the message on sonship. I would have never understood sonship the way I understand it today if it had not been for my father in the faith. Had he not came and preached unto me the message on sonship, given me the doctrine of sonship, I would have not been able to extract. And then the Holy Spirit takes from his message, from the message that the Holy Spirit gave to me through him, takes that message, he breaks it open, I understand it, he gives me more words, more greater uh, understanding, or not greater understanding, but just brings my own scriptures, my personal understanding, and now I have an understanding that's from the Holy Spirit, it becomes the message that the Holy Spirit gave to me, and I give it to those who listen. I listen to a sent one, I hear, I look for the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice in the voice. The voice of the Holy Spirit within the voice of a man. I listen to and that is how God leads me. God leads me through a preacher, a sent one, but he also leads me personally and directly by the Holy Spirit. And you need to have both if you want to see fruit. Now in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter, chapter 3, it says here, uh, let's read from verses 2, verses 2. It says, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Paul says he had an, he had an understanding in the mystery of Christ. He had a knowledge, a revelation was given to him. Right, verses 5, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto these holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Here, Paul, who has an understanding of sonship, because in Ephesians chapter 1 from verses 5, he explains to us that we were predestinated unto the adoption of children. Greek word means the placing as sons. He understands that our, our destination is to be sons. He has an understanding of sonship. He knows what it is. He comes in Ephesians chapter 3 and he says that the knowledge of the mystery of Christ is given to apostles and prophets, not to sons. He says it's given to apostles and prophets. Now, right there, what that tells you is that there's the, the access to the mystery of Christ, the understanding, the knowledge of Christ does not come to you directly. It comes via the preacher, the apostle and the prophet. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to them because that is their job description. It is given unto them to understand the mystery of Christ and their job description is that they must now go and deliver this revelation to the churches. Which means that if you are not connected to such a preacher, a sent one, 
you will never come to know the knowledge of the mystery of Christ. You will not. Now, for us today, we think, uh, well, well, why not? Because I know about Christ, I know about Jesus, uh, all these type of things. But I guarantee you that you, there are things about Christ that you will never understand. This message on sonship is a revelation of Christ. Now, and we would not have understood it had God not given it to a sent one, a preacher. I would never have understood it the way I understand it if it had not been for my father in the faith, one that God had used, one that God had sent into my life to whom I had to listen and hear the words of life, the words that are spirit and life that can feed me with understanding of who I am. And if you read on here in verses, in verses, uh, verses 8 of Ephesians chapter 3, it says, Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Paul says it was a grace given to him to preach. There are people in the body of Christ that are given grace to preach. And so just because we are sons and we all have received the Holy Spirit, it, and, and, and we read the Bible and, we, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us things out of the Bible and we can see these things. And He teaches us. But that does not mean that you are a preacher. And that does not mean that you are the one that God will use to speak to the body. Those who are set in those positions, they are the ones that explain to all of us what the Holy Spirit is saying. Right? And so, it is grace given unto men to preach. Not everybody has the grace to, pre to be a preacher. While everybody can share about Jesus and in a sense preach to people and tell them about Jesus but they do not necessarily have the grace to unlock the scriptures that they can speak to the people the things of God verses 9 it says and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ Again, he was given the grace to preach and to make all men see. How do all of us see? By God employing the preacher, the sent one, and giving him the understanding. He has the grace to understand the mystery of Christ. The grace to unlock that mystery is given to him, to search it out and to discover it as the Holy Spirit speaks to him. He then has the responsibility of making others see what that mystery is. And it is not given to everybody. And we need to see that difference. And sometimes we have, we have saints because they feel they, are, they have received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will speak to them and talk to them. They feel that they don't need to listen to anybody else. Whether there's a preacher that has made a mistake, it doesn't matter whether, whether they are false preachers or true uh, preachers, it doesn't matter. God will always use the preacher. Come the next generation, God will raise up preachers. God does not stop raising up preachers because they were false preachers. He still raises up sent ones. And you will never come to understand certain mysteries, certain things of the Bible, if it, if it, would never, if it was not for a preacher. Uh, I, I need to get that through to you. You will not understand. And you um, or we have to be led. Learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit through a preacher. And when we obey the words of that preacher, that is not his words, but the words of the Holy Spirit, we are obeying God, not a man. All right? And, and that is so important to understand so so important to understand i i um 
I can't overemphasize how important that is. It's important to, to have someone that is a preacher in your life. A saint does not have authority to establish doctrine and belief in the life of the church. The preacher sent ones are given authority to establish the belief of the church. That's why they travel so that they can teach people what they should believe. Teach them the truth. The Bible in Acts chapter 2 verses 42 says uh, that they, they devoted themselves, that the church devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. They did not, the church did not devote themselves to their own doctrine and belief. They were taught what they should believe. Now that does not mean that we should be gullible and just take whatever the preacher says, but he, he takes, he preaches from the scriptures, we look at what he says, we are listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. As we listen to what he is saying, we must then obey. When we obey, we are not obeying a man, we are obeying the words of God. We are obeying God. It's his commandment. It is not uh, the commandment of a man. And so I need, to, I need to say this to you. I just keep saying that I need to say this to you. You have to have a sent one in your life. That means you need to be part of a local church. You need to be part of a group of people who have someone who is like a shepherd, um, a spiritual father, a father in the faith, someone who is a sent one, a preacher, and he's the one that communicates. If you can't do that, if you can't listen to that person and you are there, either you have trust issues or you are proud or arrogant, um, these are the things that, we, that interfere with us. And we feel that everybody should listen to us and not to the preacher. These are things that we go through that we need to deal with. So today I encourage you, I encourage you to, to die to yourself, to become obedient to the way of God. If you want your sonship to be effective and to see fruit in your life, I guarantee you that you do not, you, you, it's, you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. You need to be um, led by the Holy Spirit both personally and through a preacher. Now the Holy Spirit has challenged you today to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow Him. Follow His word. Follow what you are being taught today. And you might not, it might be difficult for you. It might be hard for you to hear these things, but it is in the scriptures. And and you should obey it. Do not cancel the effectiveness of God's word in your life by your own traditions. Stop reasoning with what God is saying. You need to hear. Today you need to hear also the voice of the Holy Spirit in the voice of a preacher. One that has been sent to tell you what the Holy Spirit is saying. So I bless you with those words. Um, let me just pray with you as we end off. Father, I thank you today as we have listened to your word. You have so clearly spoken to us. Today you have spoken unto us as a father speaks unto his sons. As he corrects, as he disciplines it is the Spirit of our Father that speaks through sent ones. I pray that every person that is listening to the sound of my voice, I pray that they will hear the sound, the voice of the Holy Spirit. I pray that they will today surrender their lives afresh to you. I pray that they will make the decision with the help of the Holy Spirit to yield and to obey and to not fear the death 
of ourselves, but to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. I pray that we become obedient and we will stop reasoning with the things that you are saying and obey whence we have heard you. I pray, Father, bless this day, every person, this week, bless them. I pray as they become obedient, let them see the fruit in their lives. As they become obedient to your will, as we are through your scriptures, declaring them unto them your will. Your will for every son of God is that they must have a sent one to whom they also hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is your will. And I pray that they'll become obedient to your will and not obedient to their desires or their circumstances. Regardless of what it is, I pray for obedience and that they will see fruit in their life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So thank you for taking our time to listen today to what the Holy Spirit has said to you. I know He is speaking. We hear so many uh, testimonies during the week after people have listened to these messages and how the Holy Spirit is working within them. It seems that the Holy Spirit is really challenging us um, to, to just rectify these areas in our lives. And I pray that you will listen and that as you listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying, that you will enjoy the fruit of your obedience. But from me, uh, J.P. Ewish here from Wolfish Bay, Namibia, God bless you and enjoy the rest of your week.